Hey Ruthie, how's it like owning a dog? Well, I haven't actually owned a dog in several years, but you know what was one of the most frustrating parts of owning a dog? I, I don't know. I've never have had a dog. So my mom's dog, he was a super picky eater. Like we'd give him wet food and he'd only eat like a couple licks and then he'd go for whatever was it on our plates. Was... Luckily he's a small dog, so it wasn't like a Marmaduke situation. <laughs> oh yeah, that that's definitely helpful, but have you heard about Nom Nom? Well, funny, I may have, but tell me more. Nom Nom is fresh food made with whole ingredients, and it's actually backed by veterinary science. Fresh really means fresh at Nom Nom because you can actually see with your eyeballs what your dog is shoving down its throat. For example, you can actually see the proteins and vegetables. Like beef, chicken, pork, peas, carrots, kale, and more. Jeez, that dog's gonna eat better than I do. Yes, I mean, don't you want your dog to always be eat better than you do? I'm out here eating McDonald's like on a daily basis, which is not what I want to feed my dog if I had a dog. And the funny thing is, I actually know how Nom Nom works. You tell them about Wait, your who pup. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> tell them about your pup, the age, the breed, the weight, allergies, and even its protein preferences. And they'll tailor a specific amount of individually packaged Nom Nom meals and send them straight to you. And then you can just store the meals in the freezer or fridge until mealtime. And they give you specific instructions on how to transition your dog from foods like kibble to always fresh Nom Nom for best results. You can watch your dog clean their dishes, dance for dinner, and just overall thrive. Isn't it time to feel good about the food you're feeding your dog? Go to www nom nom now all squished together dot com slash reshoot or use code reshoot at checkout and get 50% off your first order plus free shipping plus nom nom comes with a money back guarantee that means if your dog doesn't love fresh delicious meals nom nom will refund your first order no fillers no nonsense just nom 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 nailed it first try all right now on to the show uh magenta and purple pink yeah they don't exist Magenta doesn't exist. That is correct. Purple doesn't exist also. No, purple exists. I got a, I got a cold open no, for you guys. Exists. I got a cold open for you guys if you want. How can magenta not be real if Nick Cage is real? <laughs> Welcome to reshoot amateurs in no suits. Too many movies to explore. Ruthie, Hector, and Ed laugh until the end. Let's see something never done before. Hello and welcome to Reshoot. An amateur's guide to go to film. Uh, hello, I am Ruthie. I am. Ed. We are two of your hosts. There is a third. He's busy. He's busy. He's in the room. He's in the room. He's not in the uh, speed force right now. No. He's outside of the bubble. Yeah. He's not on the cosmic treadmill. Anyways, today. Today. We, we watched. Well, well, not today. But it wasn't yeah. today. Uh, yes, we watched The Color Out of Space and... Since we were just talking about it, let me let me explain it, right? Because I'm, I'm a graphic design. Color, my shit. Color is your shit. Color yes. is my shit. Okay. So there's a spectrum of light that people can see. Yes, the visible spectrum. Yes. It goes from red to kind of purple. Yeah. So it goes from <laughs> red to purple. And then past that, uh, there was a color that kind of looks like red and kind of looks like purple, but we only have three cones in our eye. So we cannot perceive what this color is. It's kind of reddish, purplish, pinkish, brightish. It's magenta. Purple exists. That is a color that we can see. Pink is a color that we can comprehend. Magenta, it's kind of just mush. It's it's, it's, it's just kind of like, yeah, uh, fill in the 
blank. Our brain it's just fills brain, it in. Yeah, yeah. It's what our brain can perceive. I've heard there are tricks you can do with your eye to almost see separate col- colors that aren't on the visible spectrum. Unfortunately, it's really hard to describe it because you don't have a name for the color. Yeah, there's no, like, describe red to someone who's blind. I'll, I'll go one step further. Mm-hmm. What if the way that you perceive red is not the way that I perceive red? Yes. Like, I uh, I tried to explain this to one of my friends, and it literally took, like, one hour for him to finally understand what I was saying. Because, like, the, the number one thing is I'm saying is, like, this is pink to both of us. But you could see it more of a red and I could see it more as a blue. Mm-hmm. And he, for some reason, that just did not captivate in his mind that we call the same same thing the same color, but we perceive it as a different color. See, when I had this <laughs> epiphany, I was talking with a friend of mine and he was like, yeah, I know this is normal. This- I'm color. I'm severely <laughs> colorblind. <laughs> oh, Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, this is crazy how like thinking about it is like, oh, it's red, but then my red could be different than everybody else's. And there's literally no way to know because, yes, we have cones in our eyes, but our brain could just fill it in with whatever the fuck it feels like. Yeah. My black could be your white. No. But we call it this. Uh, okay, yes. Okay. My red could be your green, but like. But well, here's the thing that we yeah, do know. But we call, still call it the same name. Here's the thing that we do know. Uh, red is one of the last colors that, or, yeah. Or, no, yeah. it's one of the first colors that kind no, last or first, when you're uh, losing light. When you're losing light? In low light situations, red, I Is think the last one you lose. Yeah. Because everything far away gets red shifted. hmm Because it's a longer wavelength. hmm Yes. Yeah. And then once you go past red, you get into the infrared. Which is not, it is called infrared. Infrared does not detect heat. That's thermal vision. Infrared mm-hmm. is just more colors. <laughs> yeah. Anyways, that just, we've, we've been talking about what the color out of space needs to look like. I think Ed and I have a consensus. It's magenta. It's magenta. Yeah. And, and it is in this movie. Mm-hmm. Magenta. Yeah. Kind, kind of? It's like or a is, pinkish magenta. Yeah. Pinkish magenta. It's yeah. not like the. As harsh as a standard magenta is, it's slightly pinker, yes. which is how I pictured it. Uh, honestly, I, I when I first read the story, I just pictured it as gray That's because fair. it's an unpers like undescribable like an because I think I, I saw the that Futurama episode where it was like a it was like three different art styles in one. Okay, and one was a black and white kind of like the. I forget what the style of animation is, but it's like kind of like the cuphead thing, but black oh, and white. Oh, rubber hose. Yes, rubber hose. And uh, in that, in that, there's like a rainbow, but it's, you know, mm-hmm. grayscale. And then Fry creates a new color. And there's like, Fry, you created a new color that is completely separate from all the others and is not a combination of any of the other colors. <laughs> and it's like, it's gray. And we're like, I'm like, that's stupid. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I think that's why I pictured it mostly as just like a gray thing flowing out. Because, yeah, one of the things is like, in in the story, they can't describe the name of the color. And even in the movie, they can't describe it, even though it's, pre- but it's presented as a color that doesn't actually exist in well, real life. That we have named uh, magenta. Yeah, it, it only exists in our brain. Yeah. Which is awesome. 
I mean, all colors exist in our brain. That's what we were talking about earlier. Yeah, colors aren't real in general. <laughs> Does your brain hurt yet? Yeah. Uh, let me take a moment now to describe the movie to you, lovely audience. So uh, the movie, The Color Out of Space, it opens with uh, a character who we will soon learn. His name is Ward. Uh, he's giving the opening monologue from the short story that the movie is based off of, uh, talking about uh, this is there's ancient le- uh, legends in these hills. The people here are superstitious, whatever, what have you. And then it dives into the story proper. We see this girl. Uh, she will be introduced as Lavinia Wait. Not Waitley. No, she's not Waitley. Uh, Walker? What are their names? Gardner. Gardner, yeah. Lavinia Gardner. Lavinia Gardner. She's doing a... uh, She is Wiccan. She's... It seems like the rest of her family is not Wiccan, so she's practicing uh, this this ceremony. She's asking the spirits to take care of her mother's cancer and to get them the hell out of this place. Young Ward walks up. Uh, flashback Ward is older. It's like got yeah. gray hair. We yes. see later. Uh, she's like, "What the hell are you doing here? This is my land. Fuck you. Get off." And she, he's <laughs> like, "Because he ruined her ritual." Yes. And he's like, "What do you mean?" The mayor said I could walk around here. Uh, are are you a hell? Are you the Greek? What is it? Hellion. He asks her if she's Wiccan or if she's, like, Hellion, which is, like, more Greek-based. Mm. I can't remember the word. I don't remember that. It's not super important, but it, it's just kind of built, the two of them building a rapport, and he's, like, he guesses the wrong one, and she's yeah. like, no. <laughs> she rides home on her horse, Comet, and we're introduced to the rest of her family, Nick Cage plays her father, Nathan Gardner. There's her mother, Teresa, her little brother, Jack. And I can't tell if... Uh, older brother. Older brother. It, it is an older brother? I'm pretty sure she bosses him around like he's a younger brother. I know, but he's a dun- he's, he's dunce also. He's a bit of a dunce. Yeah. Maybe, maybe it's like middle brother. I'm not sure. Yeah. Probably middle brother. Yeah, I'm just trying to remember. Because in the short story, it was three sons. And mm. none of them kept the same names. It was Thaddeus, Zane, and a third one whose name escapes me at the moment. Which were, I mean, I'm lose, I don't remember those. I've listened to that name. story a lot. I don't it's remember the, the, the son's name, though, one of them. Oh, Ben. It's Ben. 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 Jack, Ben, and... Lavinia. Lavinia. Yeah. And then Teresa and Nathan? Nathan, because yeah. in the book, it's Nahum. Nahum? It's a biblical name. Oh. They had really old biblical names. Mm. Except for the wife. I don't know if the wife ever got named. Dang. Yeah. You're telling me a racist and an anti-Semite is also sexist? What? He's an anti-Semite? Yes. Very much so. And he married a Jewish woman. What? How do you do that? (laughs) Oh, the, the more... I learn about this man. You know what he named his cat, right? Oh. <laughs> I forgot about that. Why are some of the some of the most artistic people some of the worst people? I feel bad liking H.P. Lovecraft because of this. Liking his stories and all that. Not him as a person. His stories. I feel really 
bad for him. I pity him, honestly. You pity him? Yeah. Why? His inspiration came from his fear, and he kind of wore that on his sleeve as, like, a badge of honor. He never got to, like, enjoy his life. He had a really tragic short life because he spent his childhood basically in a one-room apartment with his with his uh, father who died too soon and his paranoid mother. Uh, when he did finally get out of the house with his wife, it seemed like he liked her at first, but uh, he couldn't learn how to adjust in normal mm. society and he ran away back to his aunts and he could never get out of his shell. Dang. Yeah. I'm fine with appropriating his work and I say appropriating like just taking it and leaving him behind but yeah I, I genuinely sucks to suck dude you had a hard go of it you're a racist I, I pity him yeah I did not know he had such a tragic life honestly yeah. I know I know his life was hard but I didn't know it was the like... man was scared of penguins well wow <laughs> And he wrote a, there was another short story he wrote. It wasn't like a cosmic horror thing, but it was like this fear of being trapped and suffocated and frozen to death in a room. And it's because he found out about air conditioners and it freaked him out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. This guy just like, dang. Yeah. No wonder he came up with such weird stuff for like, just like common fears, I guess. Yeah. Or just like fear of the unknown. Because... Maybe maybe a lot, he, a lot of it was from his mom being paranoid, and maybe there were some like paranoid ramblings that really impacted him. Yeah, I don't, I don't know though. Like we'll we're know. armchair psychologizing over here. Yes, uh, we'll stop that. Anyways, yeah. we'll leave that uh, to Hector, our lovely third host, who is almost a professional psychologist. Almost. Wait, what? Do you want to come but, over but, here but, and give but, your two cents but, on Lovecraft? Yeah, sure. Why not? Because uh, uh, I gave my kind of, like, perspective on it. What's your perspective? I pity him. His mom was racist, too? Uh, His parents were, but, yeah. Okay. I didn't know if it, I thought the racism for a second was all his own. I and mean, like, it, I think it was, I like, a part of his parents. I mean, he made it, definitely made it his own with what he named his cat. Uh, I think it was a cat. I think it was his dad's cat. Oh, never mind. Jesus Christ. <laughs> and then let's not forget about one of his monster's names. Yeah. It's now Shub. Gigaroth. Yes. But we're not even saying yeah. the actual yeah. name. Uh <laughs> but I I don't know really. Uh I I mean, do I feel bad for him? Yeah, you know, like he was raised to be like this. At the same time, when you're an adult, you have a lot more experience, you meet new people. Well, and he did. And he did. Start to, but he didn't fully Look, do it. Yeah, didn't he? Didn't he die right as he was starting to change, turn his life around a little? He was starting to change his life. However, uh, there was a mo moment in his time. Uh, he and his wife lived in Harlem, but she had to leave often for work. He didn't work. He was a house husband. And he couldn't take it because he was living next to a lot of Jewish people, a lot of black people, and he was freaking out. I mean, it's Harlem. Isn't that like a predominantly it, at, Especially black? at the time, yeah. it was a predominantly a minority neighborhood. But his aunts kept like coaxing him back. It was a. It seemed like it was a really unhealthy relationship where they were kind of controlling him, and eventually it worked. He left his wife, never spoke to her again, moved back to be in their care, and then he died. Yeah, and that sucks. Yeah, I mean, I get it. At the same time, like you, you make your own decisions as an adult. Yeah, and like I, I do pity him. I don't really feel s sorry for him in a sense. Yeah, no, I, Not I mean, like I say, I feel sad for him. 
I pity him. That's like the best way I can put yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think it's like, a fair point. I'm kind of with you on that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Thanks for the break, y'all. I'm gonna go back to working on my. Yeah. Yeah. Instead of us armchair therapists, we get the real therapist to armchair therapist. He's still technically an amateur, though. Also, actually, no, 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 no. Wait, wait, wait. I can actually... No, no, no. I have to say that fix this before I get into some legal trouble. No, I am a student who is a, who is a uh. Who is training to be a therapist? I can't. But no, sorry. I, I had to come back to fix. I had to. I had to figure. Well, also, I feel like you can say whatever you want about Lovecraft. He's not your patient. He's not your client. Yeah, but like you know, I'm trying to have him. I'm trying to. He's not doing marriage and family counseling. He ditched his wife. Fuck him. <laughs> you know, there's a lot of marriage and family therapists who are di- who are divorced. <laughs> The best one, the most popular one, uh, got married. Uh, it took Till's third marriage to stick, and that's because she was also a marriage and family therapist. That's a weird statistic to bring up, Hector. Just saying. Not, <laughs> don't make me come back. No, 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 no. It's not like still a majority. It's I know, just like a good amount. Oh are, my gosh! Like, up. It's that's not. Still... It's not uncommon. It's not uncommon. Okay. Anyways, <laughs> he's not supposed to be in this episode at all. Anyways. <laughs> Okay, we're introduced to this family. Oh my uh, god, we're still there. Sorry. No, it's just, it's fine. <laughs> uh, we kind of get to know them at night uh, while Nathan and Teresa start to get busy. Uh, a strange meteor comes out from the stars, descends, lands in their front yard, freaks everyone out. Jack is screaming his head off. He's the baby of the family. Uh, parents come down to come for him they go to see what the commotion is uh there is a giant hole in their lawn with this magenta glowing rock it's very hot all of them comment about how horrible it smells um they decide to kind of wait until the morning the sheriff comes by the mayor comes by they're all kind of poking it with a stick being like wow this shit's really weird (laughs) um and then all the the gardeners are like yeah we're so sorry about the smell the sheriff and the mayor are like, what smell? We don't smell anything. Mm. Also, the, the sheriff is named Amni Pierce, which if this was the book, it would ma- that would mean something. Because this is a movie that is a throwaway reference, he is not important to the story. <laughs> yes, I'm salty about it. Uh, Ward comes by, he meets the rest of the family, uh, Teresa and Nathan kind of clock the fact that Teresa, or not Teresa, Lavinia is low key like crushing on him, which is weird because she's like fifteen, and he's at least twenty four. He's like what? He's, he's like, like a, a grown. He's like he's, he's a hydrologist. A, yes, he is. So he's like gone through university. So he's like he at, at the very least he would be like twenty three. Yeah, but he's. I think he's probably got his master's. He looks just like a smarty pants. So he's at least like... 24, 25. 24, 25, 26. That's the lowest he could be. Yeah. And Lavinia's like... 15. Like-ish. Oh, dude. Oh, my God. Just say... Just... I, I just thought of this. Going back a little bit, but like... I think H.P. Lovecraft rolled in his grave when... Warden was cast as as a black ward is a black person. I I, I liked that. Yeah, (laughs) 
<laughs> just as soon as the movie comes on, it's like top. No, 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 not, not, not even, not even the movie coming out. Just the casting and saying you got the part. Just <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> Nathan and Teresa clock that uh, Lavinia is like <coughs> kind of crushing on Ward, and Ward isn't like kind of fobbing off her flirtation. Yeah, and both of them are like, "What the hell?" Uh, Nathan's like, go put on some shorts or something. And and then Teresa's like, or no, Teresa's the one who's like, go put on something. Nathan was like, you go back to the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they both get really <coughs> slut shamey with their daughter. I mean, it's... it's Yes, you, it's you, you bad, can, but like, you can it tell. happens. You can tell it's because of the meteor, though. Because yeah. immediately after, they're like, what the fuck was that? Yeah. Um, all of them start to become affected by the meteor in different ways. Jack is the most affected. Uh, he seems to be able to hear them, and he's the one yeah, who sees the well. them coming out of the well. Yeah. Uh, the meteor, by the time, pretty much by the daylight, it has sunk further into the ground, and it's kind of disappeared. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it migrated into the well. There's weird shit coming out of the well now. Throughout the movie, from this point on, you'll start to see these weird, beautiful flowers, mm-hmm. like, in the front And the, yard. the grass starts to turn, change colors Purple. into pink, everything else. Yeah. And, the, and then the, 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 the prank, fruits. The fruits, they get bigger. That comes in later. But yeah. there's a creepy praying mantis with, like weird normally i was looking at a normal praying mantis face they only have like the two main like eye bits you know Mm -hmm. because you know how like flies they've got like a bajillion eye bits this one had a a bunch of eye bits it almost looked like raspberries for eyes which is not natural for praying mantises no but they do have praying mantis still have a bunch of eye bits they still have yeah but they're in like the one smooth shape yeah but this one these ones look like raspberries hmm Mm, okay okay it real nasty uh all of their madness kind of starts to affect them in different ways uh nathan kind of starts be- going like he gets really aggro yeah jack like i said he's hearing these uh voices he's seeing all this shit uh he gets headaches Teresa. oh good to Teresa. Um, Lavinia seems the least affected. Mm-hmm. This comes into play later. Ben no, has a difficulty perceiving where he is and what time, how time is passing. And uh, Teresa is, well, all of them are having difficult difficulty with uh, technology. At one point, kind of in the middle of the movie, she actually cuts off one of her fingers. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's like chopping vegetables, and I love how like in most movies mm-hmm. they do that just to tense and nothing happens, and then in this one, nope, she cuts off her two of her fingers. Yeah, <laughs> like actually, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was a good detail that they did it with the carrots because they say that uh, the amount of pr- well, that's if you're like biting off fingers, but uh, <laughs> the amount yeah. of force that you're teeth used to snap a baby carrot is the same amount of force it would take to bite off your fingers. And she's cutting carrots for dinner that night. Yes. Yeah, the, all of them are starting to have these kind of weird things going on. Ward comes back, he tests the water, uh, he meets this guy named Ezra. Yeah, Ezra. Mm-hmm. He's got a cat named G-Spot, because apparently that's a funny name for a pussy cat. 
Doesn't he say that it, that she's hard to find also? Yes. <laughs> That's what clues Ward in to test the water. There's a scene that night after where he's camping and the lights go out and he's like, who's there? And there's like a lot of weird stuff in the shadows. Yeah. It, it that's not in the book nope i can go over the book afterwards does, I guess. does does the policeman getting swallowed by the trees is that in the book no okay amni so keep in mind the sheriff was named amni pierce in the book amni pierce is the narrator of the story he survived the whole thing because mm-hmm. uh <laughs> the staff or the scientists they came to this place they were studying they were investigating yeah. they find amni amni told them everything yeah, 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 that's right. Oh, yeah, there were scientists that, like, looked into it, into the meteor. Yeah, because they the were book. building a dam, and they were like, hey, why is no one in this, like, neck of the woods? This is, like, a straight shot. Yeah. Anyways. So the thing with Teresa and her fingers happens. Uh, Nathan does the responsible thing, and he takes his wife to the ER. The hospital is an hour away. This was, like, mentioned by the mayor. Um, leaving the three kids alone. Ben gets lost for most of that trip. And uh, their dad told them, don't forget to put the llamas away at 10 p.m. sharp. Mm-hmm. Keep an eye on your brother. Because of the way that... Oh, Lavinia, she also hears high-pitched noises and she gets really queasy. Yeah. Yeah, In that that's one moment. right. Yeah. yeah. Um, ben gets lost for most of it. There's a scene where Lavinia is cleaning off the cutting board that with all the blood and carrots on it. And she starts to feel very ill. Ward comes by and he's like, hey, maybe you shouldn't drink the water. And she can barely hear him because there's the ringing in her ears. And Mm -hmm. she's like, yeah, 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 sure. Shuts the door in his face. Jack is outside just listening to the well. Ward goes to Ezra, warns Ezra not to drink the water. uh, Ezra's like, oh yeah, I can't find my cat, but uh, things are weird. I don't think we're going to find her again. And I think if we do find her, we're not going to recognize her. (laughs) Which becomes clear in the next scene, there's like a jump scare of a cat running across uh, a thing running across the road with Mm. no hair. Yeah. Um... Nathan and Teresa return. This is where Nathan's insanity really starts to kick in because he sees that all of his instructions were disobeyed. The kids all know that something's weird with their dad. Well, Teresa and Ben see that something's clearly wrong with their dad. He won't make them get them to leave. They know something's bad. Um, Teresa's kind of out of it. Uh, like we said, she's kind of recovering from cancer. Yeah. Um... The kids make a couple different escape attempts. None of them work. The dog disappears. The horse runs away. Comment. Yeah. Honestly, good for comment. Yeah. Yeah. And then uh, this is, I think this is the part where he gets the fruits that are like massive. They're big. They're beautiful. Yeah. And then he tastes them and they're. Inedible. Inedible. Yeah. Yeah. He just starts taking a bite out of each and every one. And this is, again, another scene where his madness shows. Where he just gets, throws himself into this flying rage. That all of his produce, all of his hard work, nothing. Yeah. Um, <laughs> at one point, they start to hear the dog in the barn. All the llamas have uh, alpacas, I should say. They have alpacas. They have fused together in this horrible uh, amalgamation 
um, Jack and Ben go out together, and then Teresa goes to follow them. Ben runs away. Jack trips. Teresa goes to scoop up her son, and they get hit with the color beam, Mm -hmm. the magenta beam, and it fuses the two of them together. It's horrible. Ugh. Mm -hmm. The noises. Uh, I had to mute it because I couldn't... I I like the movie that... There's a lot of parts where I was... The fusing doesn't happen in the book. No. Yeah. No. The two of them... Uh, the youngest son, he follows his mother's fate. He gets locked in the ba- in the attic with her. Mm. But they aren't fused together. Yeah. Because, yeah, they get hit by the color beam, they get fused, and they get put in the attic. Yes. Um, it's a... This, yeah. That's when the scene with Comet happens. Then uh, Nick takes Lavinia... Or no, then Ben falls in the well. He hears the dog, he goes into the well, he falls in. Yeah. Nathan comes out, sees Lavinia as Ben's falling in the well. He blames Lavinia. He shoves her up into the attic with her mom and Jack. Mom Jack. Mom Jack, yeah. Uh, Locks the door, grabs his rifle. He's gone batshit insane. He said he was going to take care of Mom Jack earlier, but he couldn't bring himself to it. Yeah. Uh, finally, Ward and Amney realize that something's really off. They decide to go see the place. Um, I think the order is they go to the house. Yeah, they go to the house. They get Lavinia out. Then they shoot Nathan because Nathan won't let them off the porch. They go to Ezra. Ezra has been burnt to a crisp. Yeah. And then as they're leaving, the That's trees when swallow up. Amney. Amney. Yeah, Ward takes the gun. Uh, Nathan was shot in the stomach. They thought he was dead. Mm-hmm. Lavinia comes out. I mean, but uh, Nathan shoots Mom Jack. Yes. Yes. Yeah. When they go up to save Lavinia, uh, Mom yeah. Jack tries to eat Lavinia. They just barely get in. And then all of a sudden... Uh, Nathan walks in and just... He goes full cage, shoots her, uh, her, and then he goes, They're not my family! <laughs> Yeah. In this kind of full cage fashion. And then he goes back downstairs. Gets shot and then the... Then he gets shot in the stomach. Then all that happens. Yeah. Anyways. As Ward's returning, he sees Lavinia. Uh, Lavinia had been tending to her dying father. Uh, so I, Something happened. I think I missed what. But uh, the gate basically opens. We start to yeah. see the, the crazy world that we kind of talked about when we were talking about yeah. cosmic horror. Um, we see all this crazy shit. Ward freaks out. He's like, well, you're not savable. Sorry. And he runs into the house. He sees Nathan. And then he sees the rest of the family. Yeah, just sitting on the, as on the, the sofa. As this place is getting brighter and brighter. He and Nathan scuffle a little bit where uh, Nathan finally shoves him to the ground. Ward runs into the wine cellar and he holds the door shut. And uh, everything is enveloped in this white light. Eventually, Ward comes out. Everything is bleached of color. The house is destroyed. Um, yeah, Ward comes out. And then, like, the last part of the monologue of the book appears where he's like, you know, I'm really glad it's underwater now. I'm not going to drink tap water around here anymore. I know yeah. it's not safe. 
Yeah. And that's it. That's a movie. It only took us 30 minutes. About, yeah. Okay, 20. 20 yeah, yeah, yeah. There's going to be a lot. Maybe 15 because there was the, the interlude. Well, yeah, a lot's going to be cut out. <laughs> There's just a lot of ADHD going on here. Yes. One um, of those nights. One of those nights, for sure. Should I just give a quick synopsis of the book? The main difference, the main points of yeah, difference? Yeah, the, the main points of difference. Okay, so the original story, the one that was written in, I don't know, the 30s? Something like that. The idea behind the story in the 30s is these scientists have come in and they're going to build the dam. Like I was saying, they notice that there's this road that goes way faster and it's way straighter, but everyone in town takes the winding scenic route. They ask everyone in town. No one in town wants to talk about it because it's traumatic. Finally, they go to this old, old man. His name's Amnit Pierce. Amnit tells the story about, I don't know, 20 years ago, he had this buddy. His name was uh, Nahum. I think it was Nahum Gardner. Uh, His family, they were... uh, A meteor crashed. And over the course, I think it was like five, ten years, uh, he, he got great produce at first. Uh, These beautiful flowers no one had ever seen before. His life was so successful. But then the madness starts kicking in. His wife can't stop screaming and Nahum can't take it. So he locks her in one of the the attic bedrooms. Then his youngest goes. So he locks him up too. His oldest boy gets lost in the woods. And the middle boy now lives in the well. And Amni, he keeps telling Nahum from the beginning, you need to get out, you need to get out, you need to get out. The scientists had taken the color, the, the meteor, and they were doing these experiments on it. And every time they were thinking they were getting somewhere, they didn't. And it just kept shrinking and shrinking with no explanation. And it was obscenely hot. No matter what they did, it just kept shrinking and disappearing. They couldn't understand it. Finally, one day, Nahum, uh, Amni comes to the house. Nahum's lost it. Um, Amni has to go upstairs. Amni was the one to kill the wife. Mm. Uh, I think the boy the boy had already died at this point and the color did descend and all the men pieced the fuck out they didn't wait in the wine cellar mm. okay but that's the main mm. all the men? Or you... yes Amni came to the place with like the sheriff and a couple other people oh, to okay. rescue Nahum and his family did they rescue Nahum or not? no Nahum no. died okay so the the whole Gardner family died. Yes. Yeah, okay. Yes. Uh, as episode says, are please me go first? Absolutely, my jaw hurts. Oh, honestly, I watched this movie like three weeks ago. <laughs> um, what I liked about the movie, the, uh, again, the magenta color. Yeah. Very, very good choice to pick a color that doesn't quite exist. Mm-hmm. It it fits the vibe. Yeah, and from from what I remember when I first watched it in theaters, I think I watched it with this boy. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Hector didn't see it. Hector didn't see it. No, he and I saw it together for the first time. We rented it from the library. Then either I watched it alone or I watched it with a different friend in theaters in Cinema Twenty One. Pretty sure. Mm-hmm. Um, from what I, that I remember that I had just gotten the like. Uh, the the Lovecraft itch. Yeah, the Lovecraft itch, and like I had the whole like Lovecraft collection on my on my Kindle, and I had just read the story, mm-hmm. and then the movie came out, and I remember I did 
like the, the adaptation was good. There were some things that were, I mean, it was told wildly different. Yeah. Um, well, because yeah, the original story is a flashback from Amni. Yeah, it's and that's like most of his most of his stories are like that. Lovecraft is just. I mean, yeah, a lot of it's like from the survivors. From the survivors, like years down the line after mm-hmm. it already happened. Um, but again, this is a movie, so I mean, it is told as a flashback either way. Because Ward is older. Yeah, yeah, Ward is older, telling the story. Um, honestly, the Nicolas Cage overacting didn't quite do it for me in this one really yeah i actually really liked it because it it fit having nick cage there and when he was overacting that was the yeah, madness. The, the madness thing i don't know like it worked for me it it didn't it i don't know why it didn't quite work for me like it made it again Did it, it feel made, like too forced it made sense and yes like for the madness and stuff and yeah it felt a little like it felt a little too forced yeah because like at least the the madness in uh mandy mm-hmm. was a lot more nuanced and not it didn't feel as forced mm-hmm. at least that's fair um but everything else is pretty cool L- lavinia was an amazing character in my opinion i really liked her uh ward two the romance was a little weird, or the flirty from mostly just Lavinia's side was a little weird. Yeah, because but she, I think she was doing that just trying to get out because she really wanted out. Yeah, even like yeah. even before the the meteor struck, she wanted out. Yeah, she was doing the wicked thing to to get out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that's what I that's what I thought when I when I saw that like she was being <laughs> trying to be manipulative. Which is uh not good. Anyways, I it tracks with like a fifteen year old though. It does track with a fifteen year old girl, yeah. Um, what else? I actually thought the the wife Teresa was a phenomenal actor compared to everybody else in the movie. Honestly, Ward did well, but like still, yeah. she did surprisingly well for such a low budget film. Yeah, kind of low budget. Um, Fun fact, the production company that made this movie was created by Elijah Wood. Frodo Baggins. Damn. And Damn. Uh, it's the same production company as Mandy. Mandy's a good one. <laughs> uh, you'll never hear us talking about that one. It's too good. Perfect. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and honestly, like... <sighs> This is one of those movies where, like, I like the source material. I like the material here. But for some reason, it just, like. It didn't get the Dune treatment. It didn't get the, it didn't get the Dune treatment, yeah. It almost, I think it almost hit the mark. There's just a couple of things that I would have. A couple of things that you will talk about. Yes, absolutely. Changing. Yeah. Um. For me, though, I would have actually liked if they if they introduced like or just had like a quick scene of the scientists 
looking into it, into the rock. If they, if the scientists were able to get the meteor out, and then they just like, maybe we don't need to see them experimenting, but they can come back, talk to Ward about how like, how it's gone now because it just kept shaking. They have no fucking clue what to track from it. They never yeah. made any breakthroughs, and they're saying that like there's no trace residue or anything, so like should be fine. <laughs> Like there's nothing in the, in the it shouldn't be anything in the dirt because like the, it just kept shrinking. It should go away by itself, maybe something like that. But then yeah, still it got into the well somehow. Um, but I remember, I remember in the in the in the short story that there was like a color like kid that like came out of the well. And that's when everything started going crazy. Probably. It's been a while since I've yeah. listened to it. I remember the part when Amni comes to visit Nahum the last time with all the men. He's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're going to get you and be- you and Zeke or Z. Is whatever yeah. his name. His name starts with a Z. We're going to get the two of you out of here. Where is your? Where are your sons? And mm-hmm. he's like, oh, well, Thaddeus, you know, he went crazy. He died. Uh, the other guy, kid, yeah, he fucking ran off in the woods. I don't know. Uh, oh, the other one, Zaddy. Oh, Zaddy's in the well. He lives yeah. in the well. He's fine. He's fine. He's yeah. in the well. Yeah, and I think I think it was like Zaddy just corrupted that came yeah. out, and then after he came out of the well, that's when that's when the color yeah. like exploded, exploded and sent everything into space. Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I feel like that it should that should have been the color explosion. It should have been I mean I liked how Ward walked in and it's just like the family there just mm-hmm. kind of like unaware of what's going on even though like most of them have died. Yeah. <laughs> but I felt that I feel that he should have like started running out and then he should like maybe maybe Ben wasn't in the sofa and then when he walks out he just see like a color kid walk out of the well. And then that when that thing starts shooting into space, he just books, books it, it and yeah. gets gets out of there. I don't know, but everything else is like pretty like I would take out the fusing part. Um completely. <laughs> yeah. I almost think Jack would have been the one to fall in the well. Yeah. Actually, yeah, because he was whistling in the well. So it should have been he, Jack. Jack was so obsessed with the well. Yeah, yeah, it should have been Jack that fell in the well and then him little kid walk out of the well yeah yeah because let's be real uh little kids in horror always fucking terrifying terrifying especially this kid because his glass like at least the prescription that he has are the ones that make your eyes like super big so it's just like he looks looks off <laughs> but you know that was one of the kids in uh dr strange 2 what yeah dr strange 2 yeah multiverse of madness wanda's kids he was one of that them. That was one of them? Yeah. He's a really good actor. What? Yeah, he looked really familiar. That's why. He's gotta be in something else. He's probably in a couple things. I mean, he was, he was yeah. in WandaVision. He was in WandaVision, yeah. Um, I don't think he was the fast one. I think he was the other one. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, that's like one thing that I don't know if it's in the short story, but I just remember... You're kid, probably right. I don't kid walking out of well, and that's when sh- bad shit things go crazy. Yeah. But literally everything else is a pretty good adaptation, so I would have kept the majority of that. 
Nicolas Cage with a good director is one of the best actors ever. He's very director dependent. Very, very director dependent. So, that. Because <laughs> I don't know why the overacting didn't do it for me in this one. We still need to get you to see Raising Arizona, don't we? Mm-hmm. And we That's don't... his first movie with the Coen brothers. Mm-hmm. We also have to see his Scorsese film, Bringing Out the Dead. Ooh. He says, Bring Out the Dead, Pig, and... I forget. He, he said three movies that he's extremely... Leaving Las Vegas. I think those are the three. Bring Out the Dead, Leaving Las Vegas, and, and uh, Pig. Or, like, and he says Pig is probably his best work as an actor ever i can i can see that yeah he's, he's proudest of that anyways enough um waxing freaking poetic. out over yeah. the one true god um we would need to take that class how not to be weird to nick cage how not to be weird to nick cage yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> excuse <laughs> uh but yeah that's l- literally yeah Stuck on that kid walking out of the well. I think it would have been a really cool scene in this, especially if like you're, they're just like completely the color. Mm-hmm. Uh, they could have even made him like a slightly different color to see how like fully corrupted he is. I don't know. Or uh, I would have done like lights coming out of him. Yeah, yeah, but he's still like the the, the there's goo still a shape. Is, yeah, the goo is that. I even think uh, Lavinia being the one to pull him out of the well. Because mm. that will come into play later. Oh. 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 Yeah. Uh, Ezra doesn't need to exist in the movie. Mm-mm. As much as, as fun as he was, yeah. he was tacked in. I felt like a couple characters were tacked in. Yeah. Like the sheriff. Well, the sheriff oh, was Amni. Yeah. Still, yeah. I, I would have kept a little bit more from the short story, especially the scientist part. And then to just say, yeah, it there's no trace to do. It just eventually goes away kind of thing. Because mm-hmm. that's... If that's what the scientists detect, then it's probably true. <laughs> but it isn't because this is weird shit. Yeah. Um, and yeah. And then, yeah, just like they build the dam. But he's like, I'm not drinking that water. <laughs> yeah, because there's a, a throwaway line when the mayor comes to visit the meteor that she's really mad at Nahum because she won't, he won't sell her his father's old farm because she's trying to turn this entire area into this reservoir that will bring in millions of waters uh millions of dollars in drinking water millions of waters yes millions of waters (laughs) thank you brain very very helpful (laughs) but uh they're gonna do like a bottling plant or whatever and Mm. that's why ward's like i'm not drinking this shit (laughs) filter the hell out of my water yeah literally yeah i kind of i kind of like the the small differences of like adding ward in as a hydrologist mm-hmm. it's funny or it's not funny but like cool it's a cool unique difference mm-hmm. uh lavinia being wiccan and like rebellious teenager shit it's fine it's fine it's fine uh, okay the, the alpaca line That's another one where I think that was more the madness talking than Nahum talking. Or Nathan. It's the future. Oh, no, not that one. I thought you were talking about the alpaca milking scene. No. 
It's the future. It's the future of what? What would he say? It's like it's, it's, like, like, a, it's like the future of meat or the future of ranching or something. Yeah, alpacas. It's the future. I think I've had an alpaca burger. Mm. I know I Hector has. I wrangled uh, llamas one time. <laughs> yeah, there's a couple restaurants around here where you can get like those weird meats. I've had like. Heck, wait, heck. The weirdest meat I've ever had is bison. I've had bison. I don't like bison. <gasps> but it's so tender and sweet. It was not tender and sweet when I had it. You haven't had the right one. Dang, we Good. killed the wrong bus. <laughs> well, but yeah, that's basically it for me. I really liked it for the most part. Or it was very, uh, this word I'm looking for to the okay? short story. Blank to the short story. Um, Complimentary? Not complimentary. Loyal. Is, yeah, yeah, loyal. Is that the word? Faithful? Faithful. There we go. It was very faithful to the short story mm-hmm. for the most part. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. So the only fix that Hector had, I co-opted into mine. And that is that after the meteor hits, the movie should be in black and white with the exception of magenta. I was going to do a, a... That's really interesting. Would I, I, I'd do it a little bit different, but that was his fix. And I thought I would honor that by letting you all know what I am, what I will eventually say was Hector's idea. Applause for Hector. All right. What I liked about the movie. I felt like the adaptation was really well done, especially because the story, the original, like within the context of the story, uh, there's over a hundred years of difference in technology. So like they had to account for electricity and all these things. They didn't, I don't even think in the original story, they would have had running water, like pipes and shit. No, they had a well. They had a well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is like a rural just outside of Arkham, which is a made up place in Massachusetts for anyone who doesn't know or wouldn't care. Um, Yeah, like there's changes. There's not the scientists that come in. This isn't a flashback story from Amni Pierce, but I felt like there was love and care done. I made the joke. It, it didn't get the Denis Villeneuve Dune treatment, but... <laughs> It's up there when it comes to adaptations. It's no Harry Potter. It's no Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Um, I really liked at the beginning of the movie, the introductions for the characters, they were like 80% show, don't tell. Correct, yes. Yeah, because there's the one bit with Lavinia and Ben where she's like, go do all my chores for me. You're dumb. I'm smart. And then he like does the alliteration thing and she's like, dumbass or whatever (laughs) and it's like okay well that's that's definitely there really that wasn't ham-fisted at all yeah and continued to definitely not be ham-fisted throughout the rest of the movie (laughs) i don't know i it felt weird to me but um there was also a lot of kind of in the same vein there's a lot of stuff at the beginning of the movie that foreshadows the rest of the movie like for example the reason that Teresa was cooking dinner was because their dad had cooked the night before and everybody hated the meal that he made. So Teresa told the kids, I promise I'm going to make dinner tomorrow. And then there's like uh, Jack at the beginning. He's looking into the well and he's kind of like dinking around and Lavinia's like, oh, hey, hey, Jack, Jack, what are you doing? He's like, I can't get into the well. I can't reach the rope. <laughs> 
um, I really, you can really tell that uh, care was being put into this movie. Uh, you can tell that they were kind of building up to a Lovecraft cinematic universe, especially building up to the Dunwich Horror. Lavinia is the mother of the uh, creatures, oh. Wilbur and the Dunwich Horror. Mm. There's a couple other like hints. Might not have been hints, but just like you know, like like building to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like or just like a, a like how the. How the sheriff's the name of the guy that tells the story. And, yeah, and Lavinia's could have been borrowed. Kind of like as a... I don't think so. You don't think so? Okay. No, because um, later on, the scene where Lavinia... I didn't mention this in the synopsis. Uh, Lavinia does self-harm, and she like inscribes these symbols from the Necronomicon into her skin. She's got the Necronomicon, which is a huge yeah. piece of uh, story from the... Dun it's a huge factor in the Dunwich Horror. Um, she's not a dumb albino lady, but you know, whatever, <laughs> I'll put that aside. Um, the meteorite, when it first, like during the day, when everybody's looking at it, there's a scene where, uh, you can tell it looks like a face, like gasping in agony. And it's really cool. The way, what? The, the meteorite oh. in the daytime, the way that it's shot, the camera is kind of looking up and it almost... You can see kind of like the outline of a oh, face. Oh, I did not see that. I saw it. And it looked like a face in agony. Dang. Yeah. Very Magnus Archives. Yeah. Very Magnus Archives. Um, there's a scene. These are just little details. But like uh, the scene where Ward is doing the research montage on the water. He puts the wa the little water in the... Or he puts the pH stick yeah. in the tube and then he swirls around and comes back red so it's super acidic. And then it starts to turn magenta. Yes. 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 That was sick. <laughs> that was just good. Just y yum. Yum. But not yum. Don't don't drink the water. Yeah. Don't, if you ever go to... Where is this? Arkham? It's Ar near Arkham. Arkham doesn't exist. If you ever go near Arkham, Massachusetts, <laughs> don't drink the water. Don't drink the water in Arkham. <laughs> um, I can't watch the scene where Teresa cuts her finger off. And you don't fully see it, but it's like, you know it's coming. And it's not treated like a jump scare. It's horrible, but it's really well done. It's like, just like, chuk, chuk. And then she's like, dinner's ready. And her fingers are missing. Yeah. Well, it builds up to it because it's chop, chop, chop. Cut to cut back and it's just getting closer and closer, and closer. And closer. yeah it's just building to it and you're like oh don't do it oh ah noise honestly i forgot she did that on on this rewatch so i'm like oh, it's this stuff fucking bullshit trope she's not gonna cut her fingers a oh, fuck because <laughs> <laughs> it is a trope it is it is a yeah. trope and it's either like they're gonna they're faking it out because it's too early on, and at this point it's kind of like in the middle, so flip flop either way. Or they do it and they do it in a really like gross way, and there's blood spraying everywhere. Blah. I like the way that they did it here. I just hated the noise of it. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I felt like the movie had really good foreshadowing. There was just so much where it's like, mm, that's bad. Mm, that's going to be bad later. Mm, bad. <laughs> bad. 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 Yeah. Um, like I was saying in here, Lavinia, she's got the Necronomicon and then she's got another poster. This is more of just like an allusion to the original story. Um, the, the way that Lovecraft is describing this horrible area that's kind of been bleached of life as we know it, he calls it the Blasted Heath. And she's got a, a band poster that's called oh, the Blasted, Blasted Heath. Heath. Oh, that is a pretty metal name yeah. for a band. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I liked the detail throughout this movie. Like, I think this is over the course of three, maybe four days. Everyone looks horribly sick. It, it's just like from normal to like horrible sick. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Very effective in the makeup department. Or lack of makeup. That's probably what happened. They ran out of a makeup budget. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we'll just edit that to be day one. <laughs> um, I I wrote this down. Uh, full cage man- matches the madness vibe. I, I... It doesn't quite do it for me. I don't know why. It That's should. okay. We're, it we're should. Yeah. I'm angry at myself. <laughs> Also, I wrote down here, some of his rants sound like a Donald Trump impression. There was one in particular. Holy fuck, yes. There's one in particular where he's like... He's standing in front of the house and he yeah. does the hand thing. He does the hand thing. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Holy shit, yeah. <laughs> and my last, like, the effects at the end remind me of deep fried memes. When... Oh, <laughs> When after Ward uh, gets the gun from Amni and he starts kind of going to the house, they start doing mm. this thing where like, uh, well, there, there's like the the like static in the background yeah, that you can yeah, see, yeah. but then there's also bits where like Ward is moving across the screen, but it's almost like a snake thing because you can see. Yeah. Yeah, that's the best way I can describe it. That is deep fried though. Yeah. It's deep fried to fuck. <laughs> Dislikes. Dislikes. First one, right off the bat. The word Lavinia flirting thing, it icks me out. It's gross. It is pretty ick. Yeah. Uh, he's like getting his master's and she's like 15. Honestly, like a way to fix it is to make it clear that Lavinia is just kind of using him to try and get out. Yeah. Maybe she or mentions Ward's something. like, stop. Yeah. Or or maybe, like, she mentions it at one point that, like, oh, this dude could be my way out. And then she starts flirting. Yeah, like, she's video calling her friend, and she's like, no, I don't like him. Ew, he's, like, super old. He's 26. Yeah, he's 26. No, I just want to, like, he's, make him think so that he He's can got a fucking get, truck. I yeah. can get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. See, I would just, like, no. Their, their relationship... If you can call it that, is strictly platonic. They're like, yeah, make it make it more kind of like a. I think like a to mid- keep yeah. to keep their relationship still like a thing, just make it more like banter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I I like that. Yeah, um, I even disliked the mom's madness. You can first really see it where when she's being weird about L- Lavinia's sexuality, and it's kind of too tropey for me. Yeah, yeah. It's always the slut shaming. Oh. Um, is, yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? Even in Cabin in the Woods, they they make the reference of it. It, it has to be the virgin who survives. Yeah. 
and, and the, the the they call they call the 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 other woman the whore, right? The whore archetype. Mm-hmm. And they use that word. Yeah. Yeah. Gross. The fool, the whore, the. It's not the jock. It's like the strong man or something like that. Mm. And then the the final girl, the virgin. But she's not. In Cabin of the Woods, she's not. Whoop. But they had to play with the wolves to appease the sleeping Mm. one. (laughs) I thought it was weird that the family were the only ones smelling the foul odor dipping into my fixes. I would switch it around. I would make it so that they're not smelling a foul odor. Everyone else. Everyone else is. Because that makes sense. That does make sense, actually, yeah. That makes more sense than the family. Um, I didn't like the random jump scare bullshit with Ward in the Woods. It kind of felt like... It just felt like, what is this? This is nothing to do with the actual, yeah. like... Uh, it kind of it killed the, the, like, dread it was building, honestly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, the CGI, especially with G-Spot in that one bit where he's running across the road, that was a little... Lighting was a little off on that one. Um, there was a there were times where Ward felt inserted into the story in unnatural ways. Um, yeah, I was mentioning the original side is Amni, uh, and the the original version, it went over a year. I thought it was a couple years. No, this was a full year. Mm. Where in the version that we're seeing, like I said, it was three days, so it was very slow and gradual, like a like. Like a frog in a boiling pot. You don't put a frog in boiling water. A frog's gonna jump out. You put a frog in room temperature water. You slowly heat it up. Exactly. They still feel the boiling water, though. Yeah, but they won't get out until it's too late. Yeah. Or they won't attempt to get out. Yes. Put the lid on. Oh, yeah. Put the fucking lid on. Just... Um, Ezra also felt like a weird insert. And so... And, even in a way, so did the sheriff, because he he's supposed to be Amni, but he's not really Amni. Yeah. Um, there's a quick turn in the characters, except for Nathan, because he doesn't really get this moment, of something's off to, it's got the dog, and then it's gonna get us too. Um, self-harm bad. Self-harm bad. Self-harm bad. Don't do it. Don't do it. Please. Please. Talk to someone. We care about you. Or go to a therapist. Yeah. If you have that access. Yeah. There are still crisis lines. If there are still crisis lines, yes. Yes. Um, I have one more that I wrote down, and then I have one, like, kind of overarching thing. Last one I've written down. I have mixed feelings about Lavinia being the conduit or slash gate. And I guess this is more of a dislike of myself, because I'm not sure if this is, like, uh, being... On the one hand, it's not faithful to both Color Out of Space and Dunwich Horror. Lavinia was such like a minor character, but at the same time, sexism. You know what I mean? Yeah. They're just conflicted about Lavinia being the, being the gate. Yeah, because if she's the gate, why does she end up birthing... Again, I'm pretty sure... I think that I saw that the director guy said that he wanted to do Dunwich Horror next. If mm. he ever gets to do it. it's. Well, she definitely did not get to do it. Yeah. But you get what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, she could have been the gate and that could have... She could have survived and then that could have led to 
the Dead Witch Horror, kind of connecting those two. Maybe, yeah, I just, I don't know, maybe I'm not being open-minded enough. This is a, whatever. My last thing, I don't think this is a fault to the adaptation. Like I was saying earlier, this is a adaptation of a story where the technology is, a like, it's got a hundred years difference to our own. There wouldn't be electricity, there wouldn't be running water, there wouldn't be any of the modern comforts, but it felt like the madness, it felt like all the abilities of the color didn't make sense together. I felt like they should have just stuck with, this thing is water-based. Don't have it affect the electronics at all. Or at least not in the way that it did. I don't think it... It just felt like it was kind of... Yeah. The powers of the thing weren't established. Not that it's like I mean, an unknowable like, thing. Yeah, that's the thing. I mean, I guess. It could be an, an unknowable thing, but still have like... Limitations on yeah. how, what it can affect. Yeah. Like, if it's going to affect the electricity, what I would say is it's strategically always leaking on the router and it's always short-circuiting the router. It's always kind of affecting the breaker. The, 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 yeah, the breakers. Breaker, yeah. It's like just every time, like Ben, when he's getting lost, we see him, he's got like a can. he doesn't have a water bottle, he's got a canteen. A classic canteen that he was filling up from the well. Because mm. his madness, we never see it associated with water. Everyone else... I think we see it associated yeah. with water once. I would have made it that is true, yeah. a lot more hydro-based. Especially with a hydrologist. Exactly, <laughs> with a hydrologist! <laughs> yeah, that's... that's in, yeah, interesting. I didn't think about how how it was also... I mean, it was just affecting everything. I, I yeah. took it more as like an annihilation kind of creature. Yeah. Where it just kind of just does things to things. Yeah. There's no rhyme or reason to does anything. Does things to things. Yeah. I mean, it turned it turned some people into plants and it turned like, made a crocodile just gigantic. And well, you're a... talking about Annihilation. Yeah. It took me a second. But like in this one, it mm. like, let's, we can list off. Like it fucks with the electricity. It fucks. fuses things together. It radiate, radiation burns mm. other things. It. It makes the plants grow super big. It fucks with the... But it makes how, them how, inedible, yeah. It makes them inedible. It fucks with how insects look. It gives them raspberry eyes. Raspberries. It makes Nick Cage go crazy, but not in a cool way. Not in the, not in the cool way. <laughs> oh, uh, it sucks all the water out of Ezra, and then it bombs the house with light. Out of Ezra's mind. That is right! Stupid. But, wait. Oh, yeah, and Ezra said that he drinks the water. Like, yeah. Drinks the water from there regularly. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I would have made the whole thing hydro-based. Hydro-based only. Let me see. Uh, I didn't write yeah. down my actual fixes. So, hydro-based, um, I would have either made Lavinia and Ward super aggressively platonic. <laughs> Aggressively, aggressively platonic. platonic. <laughs> uh, did you mentioned about Hector's fix? Yes. Did you already mention that in your fix? No, I did not. Thank you. What I would have happen? The meteor comes out of space. It's magenta. 
every time we see some color fuckery, every time the color affects something, desaturate. Desaturate the color or everything else? Everything else but the color. Mm. Just slowly. Like, um, have you ever seen those memes of, like, a blank movie, but every time something happens, yeah, it, gets, it gets faster yeah. or something if something happens. Yeah. So every time some color fuckery happens, the, the, the saturation goes from, like, 100, 95, 90, 85, 80, all the way down until it's black and white and the color. With the final showdown. There's a Anne Frank movie that did the same thing. As soon as they start getting into... As soon as they're caught, it gets more and more saturated. I didn't Or desaturated, mean? Desaturated. I didn't realize it went black and white until the very end. Oh, shit. And the teacher even told us it was going to happen. We all forgot. <laughs> Sorry to bring Anne Frank into this. But no, no. It's, it's good. It's good. It's good. It's a good technique when you use it well. Yeah. Yeah. That's a, that's actually a really good idea. I like that. Credit slowly, goes to my lovely husband. Slowly losing the color over time. Yeah. As the fuckery keeps going on. Mm-hmm. Because they're losing their grip on reality. Yeah. Um, let me see what else. I, I would. I almost want to make it a little closer to the adapt uh, the original where this is a thing that's just slowly going over the course of the year. I think I'd want to follow Ward more. Mm. I wouldn't, because what I'd want to have happen is kind of with the short story where, like, Ward's stopping by. He's like, hey, I'm just here to test your water. You had that weird thing. Uh, yeah. Your wife, she's then, got cancer. Let me just check in on you guys. And then over time, he just, like, comes back for, like, more planning stuff or more testing stuff mm-hmm. or the different he's, things. He's been hired by the mayor, so he's st- he'll still traipsing around their land doing testing for the water. And he just notices they're getting sicker and sicker. And everyone's just acting weirder. And all this weird stuff is going on. Um, I wouldn't kill Amni off. Because I think Amni plays in... Actually, I don't know. Because it's not it's in Dunwich and it's not in Arkham. Amni, Amni Pierce is a character who's a, occurred a couple of times. There's a couple of names where uh, Lovecraft would reuse them a lot. Like uh, Professor Armitage... From uh, Arkham University. I would think uh, I would have Ward be like uh, a student underneath Professor Armitage. Like he's his me- his master's mentor. Because that's like a thing. You have a mentor when you're getting your master's. Yeah. Or like PhD. I think that's the case. But uh, Ward is like constant. He's like he's ta- referenced talking to Professor Armitage. Actually no he wouldn't because Armitage I think he's like He's the necron. He's like a language guy, or a literature guy, because he knows about mm. the Necronomicon. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I'd want it to be a much more of a slow burn. I don't. Yeah, it it'd be. I feel that that would be hard in all it is. Because paranormal it activity be actually, did it right. Yeah. Uh, other movies did it like spans over years as well. But, yeah, so. uh, the Shining. Well, not years, but Shining did it for a couple months. Yeah, yeah, and uh, the, the the movie I think came up with or just thought of was a uh, Oppenheimer that took place over several several years, decades. Yeah. Oh, because there were there were two like 
Oh, I guess they do connect at the end. Never mind. Yeah. It's all kind of. Because it starts yeah. in like the 20s mm-hmm. and kind of the 30s, mostly the 40s, and then I think all the, all the way up to late 50s. 50s, 60s, yeah. Uh, Actually, no. When did Oppenheimer die? In the 50s? Well, so the, at the end of the movie, they're talking about Kennedy, and he's an yeah. up-and-coming senator, so that's before uh, he got elected. Yeah, yeah, that's So this right. would be before 1960. Yeah. Before 1960. Oppenheimer lived until, like, the 70s, 80s. I'm pretty sure. Oh, uh, yeah, Oppenheimer lived until, like, 70s, 80s, but the end of the movie was, like, 59-60, or, like, in the, in the late 50s, I think. But yeah, I think I'm trying to think of other ways we can tie it in. If we were to create yeah, a, cinematic, a universe. cinematic universe, so I think there's a part where like there's the compass from Nathan's dad, and I think Lavinia kept it and she uses it as a part of her witch practice. I think that was supposed to be a reference to the Mountains of Madness, like Nathan's father or grandfather. He was on that horrible expedition. He was one of the survivors. So that could be a part of the... Yeah. Um, If you do that one, then you could include the Shadow Out of Time. Shadow Out of Time? Yes, that's a really good one. So the, Never even heard of it. <laughs> so the premise of this one is that there is a guy, he was an economist, and one day in the middle of his lectures, he has like this seizure, and he passes out. And when he comes back to, he's not acting like himself. And everyone's like, oh, it's fine, it's amnesia. And he's like, haha, yes, amnesia, I am human. <laughs> and then for 10 years, this fake doctor is living his life until finally the same thing happens. And the original doctor wakes up in the middle of his lecture and he finds out uh, 10 years of his life is gone. His family's left him. And he's like retracing the steps, trying to figure out what happened. And he finds out that he switched bodies with an alien one billion years in the past and he's like it's it's a super exposition like yeah. lo- lore dump story mm. that reminds me of the magnus archives one with the students <laughs> thank you for the lesson thank you <laughs> i brought i brought the apple in case you needed go oh, good lord what <laughs> <laughs> At the end of the... Are we not talking about the same one? The anatomy class? Yeah, the anatomy class. Because the professor brought the apple in and it's got the teeth in it. And John freaks out like, I do not want this. Yeah. Good lord. (laughs) That's right, I remember now. Yeah, I think think that's everything. That's all I can think of. Covers everything. Yeah. Alright, yeah. Yeah. Great. I liked it. I liked it too. C plus. B. B? Flat B. Or maybe a B maybe a B minus. Yeah. I was between C plus B minus, but I'll settle with the C plus. It's still like a It's a good adaptation. Yeah. Like I said. I'm good just adaptation. a picky pants. Picky pants because you really like love crafty and horror. Yeah. <sighs> it scratches an itch. It does. Media. Yes. Um. 
well. I've been playing Elden Ring co-op with this boy over here pointing at him. You can't see that I'm pointing, but I'm pointing. Maybe you should refer to him in case a uh, lovely audience didn't catch his name earlier. This boy Hector over here mm -hmm. and other friends with this co-op mod that has some real janky stuff sometimes happens. It, almost like it's a mod or something. Almost like it's a mod that like the game isn't built for that. Anyways, um, yeah, that's been fun, and uh, that's about it, really. Oh, finally, deciding to S rank every mission in Armored Core Six so I can one hundred percent that game. <laughs> Getting through that slowly. Yeah. I I S ranked what I believe is the hardest mission in the game, so. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what I have seen recently, I actually Hector got me a for funsies, shit and giggles present. Uh, he got me the first season of oh, what is it? Lovecraft, Lovecraft Country. Oh yeah. So yeah, I yeah. need to see that. We've been getting big into King of the Hill. <laughs> Called Danny Bobby. That boy ain't right. <laughs> And my last one is uh, Hector and I today, as we are recording this today, um, we saw the Marvels with my mom, and I was not expecting it to be as good as it was. X to doubt. It didn't believe do it when I see it. It didn't do the girl power bullshit. It resolved the conflict, like, like interpersonal conflict, conflict. In a healthy way. In a very healthy, easy way. <laughs> and it had a really good uh, teamwork montage. Which again, kind of ties into this good communication stuff. You don't always see that in superhero movies. And I felt like no. it It was very good. I feel like it was harmed by Mar- Like, I think a lot of the reason that people don't hate it. The reasons that people don't hate it. One, because they hate Brie Larson. <laughs> Two, probably because they would be. If you hate Brie Larson, you're probably the kind of person to not hate, to not enjoy other like women of color in starring roles. Three, because everyone's sick of Marvel right now. Everyone's sick of superhero movies. Mm. Same. I I mean yeah, I am too. But my mom really wanted to see this one. But Blue Beetle's fun. I don't know why people are shitting I, on Blue Beetle. I need Beetle. to see Blue Beetle. Yeah. I think if this guy watches it, there's a, there's a lot of Latino culture things in that movie that I'm like, yep, <laughs> very accurate Latino culture like things in that movie. Batman's a fascist. I didn't. I was like, okay, does he explain Lo his reasoning? Tony, Tony Lopez character less so. George, we'll, George Lopez. George Lopez. What the? I don't know what the fuck. Tony Cut that out. George Lopez's character was a little... George Soprano over there. All right. All right. George Lopez. Please cut that out. No, we're not. Is it a good comment? No. George Lopez's character was a little eh. Although we all have that crazy uncle slash aunt. I definitely have that crazy aunt. You only have one? Next time. Next time. To be determined. TBD. Goodbye, lovely audience. <gasps> Bye. Goodbye. Today's film was The Color Out of Space, directed by Richard Stanley. The screenplay was written by Scarlett Amaris and Richard Stanley, 
The original short story was written by H.P. Lovecraft, and Steve Annis was the cinematographer. Join us next episode for our lovely Christmas special. I can't wait to see what my mother-in-law brings this time. Goodbye.